0: Log Talk
1: Radio. We could maybe do some garage band. Right.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Mark Eastman from com and with me, as usual, is Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at the Raven. We have a few uh, housekeeping items to take care of really quickly beforehand. Um, If you do not frequently visit the website, which obviously you should, (laughs) there are forums open now. And basically I got a few emails from people who just are not going to necessarily be able to listen to the show live where you can call in by dialing uh, 347-324-3022, and there's the chat that's always open when we're live. And I got a few emails from people who wanted to have something to say about the shows without necessarily emailing me before the show comes on. So there are forums on the website now, and actually for plenty of reasons, whatever you want to talk about, but one of the things that will be there on the forums is, if you know what movie's coming up and you want to send us a line of something that we, we might want to talk about right. during the show, instead of Any, having to be here live, sure, you can just do that beforehand. Any prompts, suggestions, you know? Right. Yeah. The second thing that we have to take care of now, because people have emailed me, is we have to acknowledge the fact that this is the Shane Leonard on the show oh right
1: so yeah I guess I guess there's been a few people who've inquired um, if whether or not I was still uh, if still I still am if I was the Shane Leonard that Stephen King had mentioned in a few Entertainment Weekly articles when he was writing for them and I am I, right. I, I am. At least I think I am. And, and possibly the best thing
2: about that is, uh, unbeknownst to me, you are... <laughs> I, I had no idea until... I didn't put that on my resume. This, this so came up I, I, later. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even flash that around a lot. Right. Um, um, so, okay, one more thing that we're going to uh, just talk about really quickly, because I'm going to make a special super secret giveaway for this review. Oh. And the way that's going to work is tomorrow I will do a post on the website that will just be the post of the podcast like I do every week. And there will be a contest box for that. And what we're going to be giving away is the Blu-ray of The Raven when it comes out.
1: I was going to say, you have this already. Well, Why did we go no, to the theater?
2: Right. No. When it comes out. that's. What, I mean, I figure what more appropriate I event can right. there possibly be to win? Uh, uh, you might have some Poe books. Or- the, the way this is going to work is that at the end of the show, I will be telling you the secret word. <laughs> You're going to do one of those. That's right. Well, because uh, the thing that I want to do
1: is force people to listen to the show. Oh, so I understand. Well, re- let's do it in the middle of the they, show then. There's so really they, they could it just, could be at a could, random point. They could download you never it. Know. Yeah, yeah that's they could right. download it and just go back two minutes. So
2: sure, that's that's true. So at some <laughs> point, I will be giving you the secret word. Now the giveaway box that will be on there is rafflecopter, which you may be familiar with. It's what I always do all the giveaways with. So the little widget that you have will just say what's the secret word. When you answer <laughs> it, it doesn't go it's not like leaving a comment so that just everyone gets to see it or something. Right. Like when you submit it, it just goes to me and then you know, otherwise, and and no leaving comments about what it
1: is. So are you going to do the first person to get the secret word right, or are you going to put them into a drawing? I mean, what, it's, how it's, does it go? It's going to be random, like, okay. a, a random
2: selection of right answers, and someone will get, and this is going to run for two weeks, yep. but then I will get your information you, at the end of the two weeks
1: and then as soon as it comes out. It's so a two on week Blue contest, Ray. everyone's got a couple weeks to listen to this right. at their leisure, get the secret word, go to the website, type and then around app.
2: November or whenever this will
1: Oh, you yeah, it's gotta be an October I mean a Halloween kind of uh, thing you'd think. Right. I right. would I so would hope then they think it will that. just
2: show up for you. So
1: and actually That's so very
2: gracious of you. That will that will lead us in. <laughs> right. So stay tuned for that and uh you know you have to visit the site. And and check that out so you can enter. That will lead us into the reason I was inspired to do that. Uh, <laughs> this will now give Shane a clue as to whether or not I like the movie because yeah. this week we did literally just leave the theater. Yeah, we we just pulled in and and we are. I had mentioned before if I like the movie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it away because I read so many reviews. Yeah, of this movie that I find to be completely illegitimate <laughs> reviews. And we did some talking about this, but I normally try to stay away from too many reviews. I, I, I may run into a couple during the course of yeah. events or whatever, but I don't really, you know, look to see a you lot don't of reviews. In, right, not
1: logging in to go check I, them out.
2: I may oftentimes get like, you know, what is the tomato meter score? What is Metacritic? How is it doing in general? Right. But, but I, but I don't like to read a lot of reviews. In this particular case, I did read a lot of reviews <laughs> because I was really kind of looking forward to it, and it was getting such bad reviews yeah. and such low ratings. And I mean, it's the you know the tomato meter score for it is really bad. I don't even I, I don't, don't, don't know even know what, that is. what I'm it curious is exactly.
1: I'm hyper curious. A at, at, the at, at
2: one point, it it was I think something like twenty percent. Oh man, really? Which is. really really bad. No wonder you went looking for a few reviews. Right. So, And as I looked for a few reviews, especially you know, obviously I'm going to look at the critics that I know and like and everything. Mm -hmm. And I kept coming up with reviews, and I say illegitimate reviews because they were really reviews of the concept. And that was almost like you didn't need to see the movie in order to write your review. I mean, it was just this is Edgar Allan Poe, and it's this goofy, you know, alt-fiction whole thing, and that's just stupid, and I don't like it, and so the movie's bad and -hmm. and negative reviews. And as I kept getting reviews that were either really harshly like that or at least still doing a lot of alluding to that idea that just they don't like the concept, so they're not going to like the movie – Then I just kept reading more and more reviews, you know. I mean, I'm just trying to get something else to come out, and it just didn't. I mean, I just – there are obviously a few that don't do that, but
1: there were so many. So the consensus of them was really just the premise of the film. This is what they took umbrage against. It it really was. It just was like – as I said
2: uh, to you before the movie, it was like – now we can copy and, pa- copy and paste out a few things and we can have your Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter review too. Which I thought was funny because then the trailer
1: for Abraham Lincoln Vampire <laughs> well, came on and I thought, man, that looks like a lot of fun. Well, of
2: course it did. Yeah. And it, I don't understand the – I feel like there's going to be a difference there because you're not going right. to see that be the reviews of that movie. And then I wonder why that will be because that one is – is that one goofy and crazy enough that it doesn't – Matter or somehow, yeah. This or was a fun part different... of
1: a conversation we were beginning to have before the lights really went down, and right. and, and um, I don't know. It's not as if it's not as if you know Edgar Allan Poe is not beloved. You know, even people who aren't super into literature, they know about Edgar Allan Poe. They know right. you know the place that he has. They may not, they may not be able to really go deep into his history or his stories, but it's it is interesting that was that was a very fun moment when you know when we were talking about this and you just said this you know vampire Hunter is not going to have this problem and it's probably because there's a line that it crossed and um you know obviously he wasn't a, I, I don't know maybe it isn't obvious maybe it's, he really wasn't far enough, enough, for but it's sure probably so, so bizarre enough so that you can have more play with it and maybe a lot of people just assumed that you know John Cusack who's a stud you know in in almost every movie he's in um, you know, maybe if he was going to play Edgar Allan Poe, they wanted something a little bit more Oscar-worthy than, Real, you know, action and, you know, running around and murder and ravens. And, you know, maybe that's what sure. they were ultimately irritated about. It's a really good point. I have no idea why they would feel that way. Right. You know, inherently, without really giving it a chance, just being like, ah, this is too close to fiction. You don't really know the whole, the, the whole story, so we're going right. to discount it. So. Yeah,
2: I don't know. So, anyway, that just that fact alone just sort of inspired me to be irritated. Yeah. I mean, it, even you b- were pro before, see, before seeing the movie, I didn't even care if I liked the movie or didn't like the movie. <laughs> right. I still was irritated at those reviews. Whenever, yeah. uh, like I said before, whenever, I whenever I read a review that it, I know the person didn't really have to see the movie to write this review, yeah. that just irritates me right. to no end. So anyway, uh, we can, you know, let's move on because you know this always takes us longer than we have <laughs> so um i i don't know let's just jump in i guess i liked it uh i'd a little sketchy on exactly where I want to put my star rating. Thinking about the yeah. Until maybe I get to digest it a little bit more in like an official final star rating or something, and when I write my review, that usually kind of you know coalesces yeah. in my mind, and then, and then I finish and I go, yeah, I feel like this. Right. Right now I feel like kind of four stars ish, three and a half, four stars, something like that. You really that. like this. I liked it. I thought, you know, now that we are fresh off of our rating guidelines, Mm -hmm. you know, I was fine with what it was
1: trying to be, which obviously I guess a lot of people are just not fine with what it was trying to be. Or maybe they didn't know what, maybe it was so different for them that they didn't know what they wanted it to be. Maybe they really didn't, maybe they wanted someone to tell them what it was going to be first and then like live into that. Right. It's really strange to see the reviews that you pointed out. It's it's a little strange, too, because if you watch all the trailers for this, I'm
2: not sure what they tell you about what you're walking into well,
1: so much. <laughs> Here, here's the impression that I got, because we have a – this is a fun – we didn't do this on purpose. You looked at a bunch of reviews, and I didn't. Um, I, had, I had glanced briefly at one review, and then I just realized I don't really want to see this. I don't want to read it, because I was looking forward to this film, um, and I had a good time with it. But when I saw the, uh, uh, so, sorry to back up just a sec, you've seen a lot of the, you've read a lot of the reviews, we just saw the film, I didn't see any, but I'm going based on what I saw, the trailer. And the trailer, which initially got me excited for this, really looked like it was going to be, um, you know, three-tenths Sleepy Hollow and seven-tenths Seven. Like it looked like if it was going to be kind related of, yeah. to movies, it would be like seven, which is I've got a bunch of puzzles and hoops for you to go through and they're all death and right. and dismemberment. But you're gonna figure it out in this gothic kind of way. And you throw John Cusack in that, you've got McTeague directing it, who, you know, I was a big fan. I thought V for Vendetta was great. I did too. I you know, really I really, liked really liked that movie and I thought he had a big job ahead of him. In handling that film, not just because the source material is, you know, an amazing story by Alan Moore, but just because it's a heavy thing. You can either just go action or you can do the politics, but to juggle everything, and he did it, and he did it so well, I thought, wow, this guy's really super able to handle a lot of stuff, and this is going to be awesome. I quickly became aware that the movie was not Seven and Sleepy Hollow, Um, and when I did, I was able to kind of reset a little bit. Right. And maybe people who could not do that or refuse to acknowledge that, maybe that's where their ire for the film came in. Because now I realize, you know, I was, I was 20, 25 minutes into the movie anyway, but I realized around that time that it's, it's a little dash of Sleepy Hollow and a lot of uh, national treasure. You know, it's it's a gothic version of if Nick Cage had been playing John Cusack, you know, if Nick Cage had been Ed Allan Poe instead, people would have been like, okay, whatever. But it right. was, and that's not to say that John Cusack's performance is easily swapped out for Nick Cage. But it, it was in the it was in for me, more in the vein of national treasure, especially when he comes in and he discovers how the first murderer gets out of there and then there's like a big clue race and oh my god, we gotta go here and here's a clue and then we gotta go there. It it was just a big echo of National Treasure and I like those films, so I'm not I'm not downing on it for that, but it certainly is not as dark and grisly and gothic as it the trailer itself pretended that it could be. Right. It's so. not as
2: I guess it's not quite such a run somehow either as what I thought. Like it's not full-on action, fast-paced. Mm. Y- you know, go right. go go to right. the next thing or something like that. Yeah, no, which actually, not Which is what a long... I, which is what I kind of suspected from the trailer too. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not such a foot race that we're in the middle of. Right. There's a lot of slowing way down. Yeah. Even in the midst of the the whole adventure. There's the still a lot. There's still yeah. lots of parts where it's like now we're on a huge break for a while mm-hmm. and looking at other things. Yeah. In the end, I still liked it. Yeah. I thought um, actually, you know, I have to say, I didn't really like the National Trader movies. No, that's okay. They were okay, I guess. If Nicolas Cage had been in this, I'd have probably never wanted to see it in a million years. Oh, you gotta
1: hate on for Nick Cage. Because
2: too. no, actually, I'm okay with Nick Cage in general. But I would just get so much of that National Treasure feel out of it that yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're just doing that again. again. right? And I, and I would not have been as interested in seeing it. One of the things that I think is really interesting about the movie, even though it kind of does force you to look at it in the way that I think you are, where it's, you know, this is kind of this movie happening and this movie happening, and it's this kind of conglomeration. There are so many things about this movie that make it, I think, so much different. Okay, you know, he dies at the beginning of
0: the this movie. Does,
1: yeah, this isn't a spoiler. The movie opens with this, so well, it's not you right. know, really ruining anything. No, the first for anyone thing, out there who's like, "Oh, great, thanks for the, thanks the, for getting the, that the idea." First,
2: the first thing that happens is, in the movie is that basically we're talking about he dies. Right. The real fact that he turned up on a park bench, and it's all very mysterious and everything, and then the next thing you know, he's raving and going crazy and Mm -hmm. dies. That's where we meet him at the beginning of the movie. Right. And that we run through this whole craziness, and we have this whole love interest thing, and we have to save the girl, And the whole time that it's happening and this is all being built up around you, you know there's no happy ending. Yeah. We've already told you that he's about Mm -hmm. to die. I think that made for a weird dynamic in the movie that kind of kept you a little bit, you know, with your feet out from under you. Because what was going to – it had to keep
1: getting you interested again.
2: Right, it, it sort of seemed
1: like which is a which is in some perspective a detriment. You shouldn't have to keep reigniting an interest in me if your if your movie is strong and the characters are doing well and the story is good, that interest should be right there. I should be on that roller coaster ride to reach the climax and the conflict, you know. But I think in this case, it's like because the way the story
2: is that that's just going to happen.
1: Yeah, I agree. And but it's not it's nature. not
2: like something. It's not like the movie did something wrong and now it doesn't exactly have me gripped anymore it's just that as you're going through it and when we know that it's not going to work out we know we don't exactly know what's going to happen with the girl even because who's to say what's
1: going to happen with the girl because you know the hero's going to die so who knows well it was an interesting choice you know for them to there's a lot of stuff about Poe not in this movie, like the real Edgar Allan Poe that is interesting to people for different reasons. You know, the 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 toaster who used to come to his grave on his birthday, you know, right. and mysteriously leave the cognac and the three roses. And that happened for, you know, two hundred years. You know, that was a that was a huge thing for um the mythology of him. But again, one of the things that really probably picked the interest of the the writer or the screenwriters was that he was uh, reports were that Ed Allan Poe was really found kind of weirdly, like, hallucinatory and, and discombobulated and raving about one person, right. Reynolds. That was the name he continued to say over and over again. And, you know, the idea for this story is, well, let's try to figure out what happened before he died in real life and why he would be so concerned with someone named Reynolds. And in that regard, this is very clever. Right. This is a very fun take on what could have happened. Right. Let's to play him. around with something you know? about that. And in that right. in that way this has a lot of fun and it gives you an incredible amount of leeway because for four to five days no one knows what happened to Grell and Poe really. And this is we know this didn't happen because this account would have really run in the paper as it does in the movie. Right. But right. it's fun to think that um with the mystery of someone so mysterious, there's a ton of grey area. Right. And let's have some fun with it. But the cost for that is Like what you said, you established that in the beginning and everyone, you know, not everyone maybe not knows about the Reynolds stuff and the the, um, disparaging way that he died. But you know that there's like a space there where the writer can have his free will to go where he wants. But it does make for kind of an off-balance pacing to things. Well, and I kind of of liked it, actually. And I, I actually kind of liked the
2: fact that it had to reinvest you. Because there were parts, as we're moving along through the story, it kind of grabs a hold of you, takes you along one part for a while, and you're there with the movie. You're running along with Edgar Allan Poe, and then we get to certain places where we take a pause, and you go, it, it just kind of loses you a little bit just because I think it has to because you know he dies because there's not really that kind of investment in, I guess, getting to the happy ending that you know is coming anyway. But it actually does reinvest you. I yeah. mean, it actually does swing back around and then grab you again. And I kind of liked that. It's it's at least different. Yeah, I mean, it is different. There, are,
1: Right, that's absolutely
2: keep, true. Keeping you from beginning to end is not actually that hard, I don't think. Not that it's easy or something, but, no, but it's plenty of movies do it, and I think a lot of movies where they should know that they're going to lose you at times they're going to <laughs> you, you're going to pull back a little bit you 're not right. going to be right in the heart of things because there are things that the movie does that are standard issue things that it kind of has to do, except because you just always have the end in mind. Mm-hmm you're not you're not that swept up in them and it needs to find other ways to grab your attention and i think the fact that it has that dynamic built into it, it has to do those things and actually manages to do them i think that was really cool yeah i think that made for a more interesting experience maybe even than the movie actually warrants. I mean, maybe yeah, I know what you mean. maybe the movie's not actually that good, but it was
1: a, such an interesting thing to do. I thought right, that if it's it different, helped. It, yeah, right. I understand that, and and I certainly think that if anybody is the one misconception, maybe people shouldn't get not just from us, but from anything going on, is that you have to be a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. I mean, I, I was an English major in school. I understood a lot of the references. I read a lot of Poe's stories. And I got most everything there, but I didn't think that it was so specific that anybody who was unfamiliar with it, because no, the, it, the you know Cusack basically plays it out. If it, if it's someone from, uh, you know, a story that he's referencing, and I don't want to give away because I might accidentally give away some of the plot. You know, he just he sounds it out for you and he talks it out to you and says, oh, it's this and, and this and because I wrote that story, this character, the, that this is right. probably the direction we should head in. Let's go. And I and thought yet, that was good. And yet. In a really good way. Yeah, it wasn't I a think. condescending because or a pandering the, way. You could do weird. that.
2: You could do that the whole wrong way, where you know you're too stupid. We have to explain, right. Or it not went, even acknowledge or, that you uh, may not even
1: have read it before, and right. just been like, oh. And See, uh, now
2: I thought I thought the whole thing from that side of things went really well, and I have to tell you, like the first murder, lost me. Yeah, I, I didn't know that story. I, That did not like click
1: with me. Like, oh yeah, this like uh, the pit and the pendulum, which is uh, well, sure, that doesn't give anything
2: away. But the moment you see
1: a pendulum, you're like, I know how this (laughs) goes, (laughs) right? You know,
2: right. But that first one, I I didn't, I didn't remember reading that. But then they run through it, and it's
1: and then they make you. It's not like you have to know it or anything. You don't have to be a doctorate student and you know pose mythology of stories to really get this. I, I thought it also had a.
2: Fairly similar feel in a lot of parts to V for Vendetta. It's, cause it's not like McTeague has a huge directing you know, no, he's, list he's got, that he's we got, can refer to. He's got
1: two. He's got V for Vendetta and he's got this.
2: <clears throat> but I thought there were a lot of parts where you could tell it was him. Uh, you could tell it was his movie. And he is really good at making the specific kind of suspense that's happening in this yeah. movie – work pretty well
1: I think, I think maybe this is going to sound like a slight against the movie in a big way I, I hope McTeague is around for a long time I think he's really a professional guy who can tell a story very well and an and exciting story at that and I hope he's around and he does many more films I think you know, this is the kind of thing that would never happen I'd love to see him take a shot at this after he does five or six more movies I would love to see his version of this movie once he's got more experience under his belt there were, there were some things that really could have helped the movie for me that he didn't seem to, to grasp, or if he, if he made a conscious decision, and obviously I don't know if he did or didn't, um, like this time period, this gothic time period, that usually evokes a mood. And this didn't do any of that. This, this didn't have, like a for me, a feeling or a mood to it um, until very late in the movie when it seemed to be accepting, like, he loved to do some establishing shots of foggy streets and cobblestones and shadows, but that's not enough to to really push what I think he was lacking here. There was a real lack of this for the first half of the movie, even though the characters were fine and everything else was going fine. It was just like, something's kind of missing here, and... This is not what, you know, we we don't usually get on here and get all snobby about stuff, so I'm not going to talk about cinematography. I mean, it looked great. The costumes were great. You know, it looked like the time period it should have been in. It was just something was missing there.
2: It, it was a little bit, for much of the run of the movie, I think, it was a little bit simplified.
1: Yeah, I it, mean...
2: It was just maybe a little bit but, not all there. The thing that was weird about it for me in that respect was I thought the opening scene... With the cops running through the running through the house, making their way to the creepy room, whatever. Right. I thought that actually delivered it pretty well. It had a ton, and then it just was in a vacuum and, after and, that. And then it kind of went away, and it was, you know, everything was a little cleaner than
1: it ought to been, mm-hmm. a little brighter, a than little it more well lit, and it should have been right. Right. That first scene is absolutely moody and great, right. and and. It's suspenseful, you know. There's all of a sudden, and it has a lot of, and it does this later. I McTeague mean, did a, a few things later on in the film, which I certainly won't ruin. But there are moments of reveals that have just creepy visuals. Yeah, just great creepy things. There's a moment where they're close to catching who they think is the killer, and it's, I mean, it's just awesome. They they have this big tunnel escapade of adventure, right. and in that moment, I was like, wow, this movie is moving. This is great. Right and he yeah he certainly understood how to start the film and then it just it just didn't seem to be right. there for a while and i noticed it which was unfortunate yeah. you know but there there is um you know going along those lines
2: of almost catching the killer there's another time that they almost catch the killer right, right? which i thought one of the things that this is in a way really in my genre of films that I will like because it's the right kind of weirdly goofy. In in another sense, it's not exactly necessarily in like the niche that I'm really a super fan of because just the whole suspense uh-huh. trying to catch the serial killer thing right. is yeah. You know, I, I think I'm you know just slightly over it maybe or something. It's maybe. just. It's just not something that I would go, oh, thank God there's another movie where we're chasing a serial killer. It, <laughs> right. It's just not my thing. But one of the things that always stands out in those movies, there's always a big question mark for me whenever there's a movie anywhere, I guess, in this realm, is we obviously have to, at, at least a few points, almost catch the killer and right. not. And how well do we do those? And I think all of them were really well done in, in this one. There are so many movies that you almost catch the killer, and the reason you don't is just immediately it's almost like the movie's over for me. Like, I, you know, you now I can go to the concession stand and get some popcorn.
1: Well, yeah. Because they're just silly. Like you the, slip on a banana peel. Or a, or a pigeon right. gets in your way. Or a right. paper bag flies in front of your car. Yeah, those right. are ridiculous horrible
2: This movie did those moments really well. And you just have to have those moments. That's just, you know, it's just like the things you have to have in horror movies that, you know, we were talking about recently. I mean, you have to get close, you have to almost be there. It's just part of the, you know, story we're telling. And this one did, I think, all of those really well. There were a lot of the close calls that played out really well. Yeah. And not only the one with the tunnels and everything. I, I mean, it, that's not spoiling anything no. to say tunnels or anything. I, I saw tunnels in the there's, there's like a chase through tunnels. That that worked out pretty well. At the very end of that, it, it was maybe running dangerously close to not being that great. But the whole scene throughout was very
1: great. Well, it's really hard... Um... I love films like this. I, I'm not... As a, as a fan of films, I'm not tired of this genre yet, which is the films like Seven. You know, I, I just... There's something about them that I, I'm curious to see if they're... Maybe the, maybe there comes a curiosity there to see if they can do anything new.
0: Right. Um, and I'm just
1: using Seven as a benchmark because I've used it in the beginning, but it doesn't have to be Seven. Um, but I thought, you know... I thought that this did an awful lot of stuff right. It just... I guess I'm thinking, you know, you said four stars. I guess I, I, until we finish talking it out, I'm I'm pretty much at two and three quarter stars, almost three, you know, which maybe sounds a little bit more negative than anything else, but it just there was just a little oomph that it needed and it didn't have, and I don't know if it was. I don't really think it was anything wrong with Cusack either. I just think it was there was a there was a bit too choppy, a bit too uh, a bit too long in some places for some reveals. Right. Um,
2: there's there's another thing actually because not that this is anything we would normally do but actually before I jump into this I'll just say that we're at we're at like the halfway point. So, if you, you know, please call in, talk to us on the chat, yeah. tell us what you're thinking. Um and here's a good segue because I noticed that once again in our chat room is uh one of our the writers who's been working at Are E screening putting up some reviews and I really have to apologize because this is one of the weird things about living in the internet, right? But I've never heard anyone say his name. So his name is Christopher Lomanac. And right. if that's not at all how that's supposed to be pronounced, I have to apologize. He'll that. correct us. But th- that's the way that goes. Um, I do want to just... <laughs> that's I, the way that goes. <laughs> well, what, what can I do? I've never yeah. heard anyone say his name. So I, I do want to just throw out really quickly, though, uh, if you were upset that we were not going to see Battleship. When we were talking about our our upcoming (laughs) release, itinerary, right? We we have tentatively gotten him to agree to call in that week and give us at least a few minutes of a rundown of Battleship, which will probably just be fantastic as far as he's concerned. Right. Not as far as the movie is concerned, maybe. And actually, now that it pops into my mind, he said he was going to Toronto this year, so he may he may call us
1: absolutely cool and with
2: some, uh, some cool updates Hopefully. on what's going on. So anyway, uh, moving on back to where I-, I was going. Not that I'll remember, remember where, where you were. Where well, I was the so chat like... window
1: threw me off for a second ago, so I'm remembering what I started to say before I floated off and looked to see if anyone had been typing. So I'm sorry. You do yours first, and well.
2: <laughs> what I was going to say is that Not that this is anything that we would normally do It's just that I happen to read a lot of reviews right? And you know not that we're going to You know pick back and forth And come up with our review by By talking <laughs> Christopher says that's the correct
1: pronunciation Yay that's awesome The first time uh, I thought I saw it I thought it said Lomaniac And I thought that's the coolest name you know, That's, that's the coolest be. crazy chat I am, room I am the Lomaniac and I right. thought You know that can't be it I must focus my eyes again So you're right that's, that's cool so
2: okay, anyway, n- not that we normally would talk at all, really, about other reviews, but yeah, I did see several reviews that did not like Cusack at all, and, and I don't. I have I have to jump in on that one because I really liked him in it. I, thought I he, did too. I, I thought he did really good. There's only so much you can do with this, and I think you have to kind of couch most of your review a little bit with. However serious it may seem because you see the trailer or mm-hmm. read the synopsis or something, this is still in the generally goofy wheelhouse of movies i mean this is
1: well not goofy like raising Arizona or goofy army of darkness but it's certainly not no but action right, right. y- you know
2: summer e anyway
1: yes it, it, yeah i that's that's it, the way I look it's not it. it's it, a summer it's a summer film and it,
2: it's not like since you keep saying Seven, I mean, it's not well,
1: trying to go there at all. No, absolutely It's not trying not. to be a real absolutely. dramatic kind and of if, a deal. If somebody does think that, no wonder they took a crap all over the film. If they really well, think right. that's going to be Seven, they're sorely disappointed. Right. <clears throat>
2: but for what he has to do in this film and what the possibilities are, <clears throat> I think he. there were a couple of moments maybe where he was – not as good as I wanted him to be but overall I thought he was I thought he was great I thought he
1: did a as fine a job as you could hope for someone to do with this role right right this is a really this is a cool time to talk about the film Um, I love doing it right afterwards because you get to think of all the stuff that you just saw Um, it was an interesting start to the film Like, like we'd already talked about the first scene that establishes the first crime was moody and great and spooky enough and engaging enough I actually did not like at all the first scene of Cusack's you know he's he's in this bar and he's trying to settle a tab and he's got a great line but a great line does not make a great scene um and I won't ruin the line because it is a really fun line to hear it was nobody laughed except you know I kind of I was trying to keep it under control but I thought our audience would get a little bit more kick out of it but I didn't like the first scene he was in at all but I'm saying that by way of saying as the movie progressed he got better, and that 's not to say he was bad in the beginning, but he just he got into a rhythm with the character, and I thought he did right. really great. What I started to say before I got distracted with the chat window and i 'll tie it into this point is these movies, whether they 're sevens or whether they 're any other crime films or any movie that goes two hours sometimes it 's really hard to stick the landing you know you 've built up this huge um, or maybe not huge, but you've tried to build up, um, you know, this conflict with all the characters, and you're trying to resolve them and come to a really satisfying climax, right before you hit the resolution on the way out the door. And it's sometimes really hard if you've got too many balls in the air, which this did not. But you 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 lack a little bit of emotion there, and it shows. And maybe it's knowing what really happened, Edgar Allan Poe. You know, even though this is like a alt history version of Poe. Right. It just it was a little bit lacking there, but it's really hard to build up all that way and then still hit the payoff um, in films like this. And maybe that's also where some reviewers are having a little bit of a problem. Well, and I think that
2: from the perspective of even just thinking about the ending, like I said, th- I mean, this is a movie. You know, they don't live happily ever after, right. even if they didn't tell you he dies at. The beginning right. of, at the beginning of the, the movie, of the you point know point how point. old he was when he right. died. They <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't <laughs> yeah. live happily point. ever after, right? right? Right. And and right, you know how old he is about when the movie starts. Even if they don't try and hit you with his right. death at the beginning, you know it's not playing out like normal things do. You know yeah. that we're not getting a big happy ending. Right. And as much as the movie kind of didn't really get to a payoff exactly, or one that was very satisfying. I mean, it does, it's really a movie that just kind of ends. It's just yeah, kind it of like,
1: this is the last thing and there yep. you go. It's yep. not like, there's no and gradual now, decline. There's, uh, no, right, there's right. no gradual decline. You don't see the characters later in their life. It's boom, it's done. Right. It's the end it, of the
2: story. It, it's like, this is the end. Yeah.
1: But I think that is the kind
2: of thing, I, I find it hard to, I, I guess, fault the movie too much for that. Because what option does it really have?
1: It it only has the option of you already know that nothing else is happening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well no, I understand that. And you know, to step away from it for just a little bit, you know, I agree with that to a point and then I disagree with it, um, specifically for this reason that, you know, when I'm turning in a screenplay and if you're if you're the studio, you know, and you're like, We love the meat of this, the middle of this is great, the bookmarks suck, the beginning isn't that great and the ending isn't that great fix it right this is when you fix it you know i mean you can argue that this is the story they wanted to tell so they told it and that's that's the end of the argument because that's what we just saw but before you start putting you know locations together and getting people on set you know you have a plenty you have plenty of chances to have other people read your screenplay and that's why sometimes you see screenwriting credits for seven people because somebody's touched up this scene and that scene right so i i get it but i also don't that's not a get out of jail free card for me because I know and you know well that the process is there's room for revision there, but if you're solid and this is what you want to tell, then tell it. Well, that's I think that's true and I think it's it's one of those things
2: where I think some people are gonna be okay with it, some people are gonna be pretty disappointed with it. And I think either way, I'm not sure that there's a lot of different possibilities right for the <laughs> ending even if you had i guess other people look at it or other people come back and tell you you know do something else with the ending, it's and enough. you go well, uh I could <laughs> what what could i, I mean there's right. only so much it could have been a little bit of could have been like a slicker ending it could have had a little more punch in the way things came together, even though we know that clearly he right. dies but I I don't yeah, know no, if no. I don't know if it would have ultimately changed a whole lot well, no matter I, no matter what you did. Right. And
1: again, I you know, I respect the decision to get there. I just felt like it didn't nail the landing, you know, right. but like like we said in the beginning, it's a very clever premise, which is if you're going to end the movie based on the last known fact of his life, which is he's delirious in a park. Talking, you know, to anyone who'll listen about a person named Reynolds, then this is kind of how you have to end the movie, right? You know, and if you're going to start the movie and, and focus on that, you don't have a choice. Like I really do understand that's the way you got to end it, and good for McTeague if that's what he's sticking to. You know,
2: that's right. It is. It's kind of a flat ending that, it, like I said, it's just you know the movie just ends. It's al- yeah. It's almost like it doesn't have an ending actually. It's just that you know. Now we stop filming or something. I mean, there's, yeah. a, you know, now he, now he's dead, and then, right, that's kind of the end. I mean, not to like, I don't know how that could like spoil the end or no. anything. It's not what the movie's about, but right. we kind of move away at the beginning, the very very beginning, mm-hmm. and the very very end are almost like we move away from the movie yeah. altogether, yeah, and then the movie, the movie's ending is actually somewhere, you know, like eight minutes before, before the movie ends the end. or something. Yeah. And then we just have this additional part, which... Right. It's like an epilogue, really. If that's the way you're going to do it, it took too long, I think. That that would be my yeah estimation, I guess, of how you kind of bring those things together. Right. But over overall, still, I mean, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was fairly clever in most everything that it did. I thought it was soundly directed, even if it wasn't maybe, you know, brilliantly directed. Be, right. And it doesn't
1: have to be a perfect film to enjoy it. You know, it was right. it was a fun movie. It, it was, I thought, a lot of fun that,
2: I mean, I really feel like this movie is kind of getting screwed over. I mean, I don't want to have to, you know, click the adult language thing on this right. for uh, iTunes or whatever. But I think it is going to get <laughs> really kind of screwed over by the the reviews that it's getting and how people are going to see the reviews that it's getting and think that it's just yeah. some dumb nonsense thing right. when I don't think that's what it is at all. I think you maybe yeah. have to go into it with the right mindset. It's just a fun time. right? And it's kind of dark and creepy, but not all that much. It's kind yeah. of about a little bit different spin than really being dark and creepy, even though yeah. it's about dark and creepy yeah. murders based on the darkest, creepiest <laughs> guy ever, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Which I think is maybe that's kind of off-putting to people, too, is that if you're going to be about Edgar Allan Poe, then really be dark and creepy. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, it's working in a
1: <clears throat> slightly different angle Even in the midst of dark, creepy murders. Yeah, there's a few things that you could, you know, critically, you know, being objective and looking at it, you know, trying to figure out where people are going to, you know, draw the line for themselves. And it will stink because it doesn't deserve, you know, from what you told me. I'm going to go look at a few of the reviews now that I've seen it just to see what people are railing about. But word of mouth is going to carry and this isn't going to do what Cabin in the Woods did. Right. You know, and if if it comes down to mm-hmm. hey, we got a bunch of people we want to go to a film, you know, this week. What are we going to go see? Well, we're in the mood for a horror film. Well, there's Poe or there's The Cabin in the Woods. This is going to lose out every time just because of the word of mouth, and that's not fair to it because it's better than what it's being told. Right. But you know, to some extent, that's also its problem, which is if if we're going to get a bunch of people together and go see a scary film. And Poe just kind of supposes that it's going to be scary without the mood. Because when you think of Edgar Allan Poe, you think the gothic, the raven, the nevermore, and you want to see that world... Well, I'll speak for myself. I wanted to initially see that world like a Sleepy Hollow kind of location and set and mood. Right. And if it's not there, then I don't feel like I'm in that... You know, in that what I'm hopefully going to get is really giving back to me. But if I want to go see you know, a slash film, you know, or if I want to go see somebody in a cabin in the woods, then I know exactly what I'm giving, and that movie delivered it. Raven didn't seem to really know 100% of the time which direction it should go in, and it just kind of like spun around a little bit rather than went straight for what it thought it could do. And that's, that's really the only detraction that I think it has, but that's kind of a big detraction, especially if what you want to go see is a a moody, gothic, scary film, you're going to get two out of those three. You're
2: not going to get all right, of them. Right. Well, okay, let me just throw out now, uh, as I mentioned, there's going to be a contest to win this oh, movie on Blu-ray. Word. Yeah, I mean, otherwise I just have to wait
1: till the very end because right. now it's getting to that point. Oh, uh, you're again. not going to be cheesy. and So is what? the secret word going to be like, nevermore, please say no. No, the secret word is okay. going to be Annabelle Lee. All right, there you go. Perfect. So
2: there will be a box when it it's won't happen till tomorrow when I put up the post for this and I'll have, you know, the show embedded so you can listen to it right there. There's gonna be a contest box. It's not gonna give you any indication of anything other than that there's contest to win this right. on Blu ray. And when you do whatever clicking you have to do on the box, it will say what's the secret word or whatever, put it in, there you go.
1: You're not gonna. Are you gonna be real um, specific? If it's two words, one word. I don't know if it's the right word. <laughs> it's <a> secret phrase. <laughs> it's a secret phrase. Hey, Christopher. <laughs> type. Christopher got at us here, and he's asking a question um, off the chat. How period appropriate is the film's dialogue? And I, I kind of, I noticed this at one point, and again, it was earlier on in the film. It. Tries sometimes. It's I guess this is my feeling. I'm not gonna go through a bunch of stuff. I'll say it's as reliable as Kevin Costner doing an accent in a movie. Sometimes it's there, sometimes he forgets, sometimes it's absent entirely, and then it comes back. It it's just all over the place. It's 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 all moderately appropriate and there are times. There are times when they're so you know, they're not speaking like today's language. But there are times when the way they're delivering their lines, and then all of a sudden the diction changes to be very period it sounds awkward I, I, a real weird transition I think sometimes. one of one of the weird
2: things is that uh whenever Edgar Allan Poe gets really upset, yeah then it's like he just walked in off the street right then it's yeah. suddenly we're not right uh, we're not a, you know in the past whatever there are moments i mean not that it goes completely horrible or anything no no but, but. he j- he's just talk he just starts talking much more right normally and if you're Paying that much attention to that kind of thing. That could throw you a little bit. Well, I
1: did, and I was. It wasn't like I right. went in looking for it. I didn't need it to be sense and sensibility or anything like right. this, but I thought it was just another one of these small things that just seemed to be vacant. Like, there was. If this film has a gravity, you know, there certainly is great strength with. You know the idea the, the the cleverness of it, and Cusack. and and we've talked a lot about Cusack, the whole supporting cast is really great, yeah, you know, I thought everybody around him did a great job it's
2: you know who i who I really loved, who stood out for me is Brendan Gleeson, yeah who I love I love him anyway everything. I
1: want to see him in all kinds of stuff. he
2: was good, yeah, he's great, and it is really funny because every next movie you see him in it <laughs> seems like yeah. it's a completely different genre, a totally. Different character, yep. And and now he's in this, and it, he he plays John Cusack's love interests' father, Captain Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. and I, I thought he was just spot on. It was as soon as on, as soon as
1: I saw him, I was like, ah, oh, this is great. You know, he's yeah. so much fun to see. And and the guy who basically plays. Um, Cusack's sidekick, you know, Luke Evans, he plays the police detective. Right. I thought he was really good. He, you know, he, I had, I he thought was he was, was really fun. Yeah. I, there wasn't there's not a weak hole around the casting at all. It's just yeah, I don't strange so. little moments where it doesn't seem to have everything working at, at once and then some things not even at all.
2: Right. And let me uh jump in on what you were talking about earlier and just sort of play devil's advocate. All right. And and even in doing this, I, I have mm-hmm. to confess that the marketing maybe is what's actually wrong with the movie. I haven't movie. seen any
1: marketing for this. <laughs> I mean, the trailer, even, which even is the tra- really even weird. the
2: trailers okay. and the TV spots where that's you know, oh right, I did. Yeah, they tr- they do try to make it seem like what you're going to get is a more gothic, scary thing. Yeah, but just to play devil's advocate on that issue as a problem with the movie whether or not it's really
1: dark and scary. You're accepting that it is
2: for the argument. Is is that, you know, this is Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe is just a guy. Right. He's not, just if we went back in time and filmed him, it's not going to be dark and scary and creepy. He's just some dude. Right. Now the crazy, dark and scary, creepy things start happening to him. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily turn you and your whole world into something that's going to be dark and scary and creepy. I think there's a lot of this movie that's trying to be the guy behind the dark and scary and completely creepy. And maybe there's just kind of a misfire about how we went about that. Maybe that it seems like it ought to be. Well, scarier
1: and creepier, not even scarier. No, well, I understand. Not really more, scarier, more but ambience, just more, more, more creep, more just of a right. sense of it. Well, you know, in going with that argument, and I can appreciate that, you know, that again is just one more thing that the film didn't make up its mind about and couldn't decide whether or right. not it wanted to or it, not. It did not. I, you know, I feel like
2: there's a strong part of the creation of this film that was kind of trying to go a little bit more the man you know behind the mask and then his his craziness actually comes to life at him mm-hmm. and how does he do <laughs> that right. in itself Thanks. does not maybe make quite such a <clears throat> gothic creepy yeah. experience it's just that maybe i think the movie is
1: not real clear on Telling you what it's doing, even
2: yeah, or I, gi- I, giving you an that.
1: insight it, into what it's doing. It's got a very fun idea and a good, clever notion on how to tell it, and it just didn't seem fully to understand where it wanted to go to do that. Right. Here, here's an easy, quick fix for that, um, and it may not be the best solution, but you start off the movie and it's kind of dark, you know, and then there's you know you you discover where Edgar Allan Poe is Poe is in his life, and you you go through these scenes setting up the story and the film is very bright at that point i'm speaking hypothetical right uh, hypothetically excuse me and then as the film gets darker the actual film gets darker like right. there then there's a gradient there where your emotion and things convey what's being told in the story and the mood and that's a very easy fix to do that isn't maybe like i said the best or the you know the one that they should have gone with but it's something that would have been better than what they did which was right. just not totally have a handle on how they wanted to tell this right. Peace and again, even if it is about Edgar Allan Poe, and because I mentioned it earlier, Sleepy Hollow is just about Ichabod Crane, you know. But the the mood and the feel and the tone of Sleepy Hollow versus the mood and the feel and the tone here, there's there's no contest. This just doesn't have it. Well. well but the devil's advocate point on that right. would be that I'm not sure that that's what it's trying to have. Uh, I'm not sure that it's. Well, I wish I, I wish I felt like I knew it knew. It right. doesn't even it doesn't even seem to know what it wanted. So right. I can accept I think it. There's I
2: probably if you go through it now, there's probably some kind of connection you can put to when it's the actual killing happening, like at the beginning when it's when it's killing. It it's darker. Yep. When it's Poe, it's not. Right but i don't know that it gives you the ammunition you need yeah. to work with that dichotomy right quite so much right. and had that been a lot better it would you know it would have made you feel like you were probably more into it yeah um before we get too close to running out of time and because i'll forget i did want to mention <laughs> that one scene that you were uh, talking about the first scene really where we see john cusack yep and I'm not sure. I didn't like that scene either. Just felt like but, the first take on the first but day. I, but I'm not sure that that scene is actually something that I would want to hold the film label for. Cusack for. No, I don't. Uh, I the don't scene think so is very overplayed yeah. and overwritten and overworked, and it could have been could have been thirty seconds shorter. Yep. and not nearly as melodramatic as it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a whole other thing, I think. Yep. And and I think as far as pointing out John Cusack flaws, maybe, I'm not sure if I want to set that at his door necessarily, because I yeah. think even still I kind of felt like I liked him in that movie, or in that scene. Yeah. I didn't like the scene, but I still kind of right. felt like I was okay with him. Well, this is the power of John Cusack. trying to make what was there work right he was but that scene clearly was just very overdone that's a
1: that's a scene that the editor or you know the director when they were doing when they were putting the the dailies together and they're getting their you know getting the film set they should have just opted for something else or or done something different you're you're, you need to find out in this scene that Poe is an alcoholic and he's Destitute, and he's got no money, and he has no options for getting these things. And, and there are other ways of conveying this than the scene they chose to do. And and that he's very
2: belligerent about the right, and he's actually and, and very so confrontational and, and, and very, very, very into Right, yeah,
1: he's a, still about it. But no, right. I actually think this is a this is actually a very easy moment to say this is the power that John Cusack has as still you know a very strong actor when he's on the screen. Pretty much, he's likable doing these things. Like, I liked watching him do this, but again, I didn't like that scene right. at all. Right, that that scene didn't and work. And that's a testament to Cusack, and not against the film. That's just like pro him. Like this, right. he can even make a bad call day, you know, on set look great. You right. Know, I, I, I think he, I think
2: he did that. I think that is exactly a good show of what he did in the rest of the movie too. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at this scene, which we both agree just does not work at all, and yet I feel like he was okay in it.
1: Yeah. He, he,
2: you know, he didn't. You're right. He he wasn't.
1: He wasn't wasn't great in it or anything. But you know, stick another actor in that scene, and you really have a
2: hellish scene.
1: Yeah, it's an awkward scene, and it's not. It doesn't work great. But none of the reasons for that are Cusack's.
2: And that's not just to
1: say, oh, I'm a big Cusack, but it's true. true. It's just that wasn't anything of his fault. Right. And that's, you know, that's another thing that just
2: kind of bugs me because I think he really is good in this film. I think it's a fun, you know, film to go see. It's not anything that's going to be heavy. It's not anything that you're going to say, wow, that was right, the greatest thing. But clearly, I mean, just a I thought it was a really good time. It has problems, but I thought it was a, a great time for, you know, it's Friday night. You're going to see right. a movie, whatever. Right. I thought it was really good, and I thought for the most part, what it was trying to, for what it was trying to be as just kind of a, you know, fun ride, I thought it worked really well. Yeah, and it had lots of interesting points about it too. And I'll tell you another thing. Now we're getting like pretty close to time, but there are going to be at least probably two if not three movies that get nominated for best costume design that yeah. did not have as good a costume design yeah. as this movie. This was good. It there was it, they really well, looked the part. There were really cool things about it, it's weird for me like, we were talking about, you know, we're not going to say cinematography. You'd be snooty. And right. And like, right. how many times do you ever
1: say, like, costume was <laughs> oh, costumes are great, in that Unless it's, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. But, but, right,
2: but they were really well done, I thought, even working with the fact that maybe people were a little too clean most of the time.
1: But it yeah, was very clean. There, time, there, was the big,
2: there was the big ball, which those were mm-hmm. amazing costumes. Yeah. Probably better than they but really should have all been. of actually probably if you're going to be
1: honest about it <laughs> like they but, looked
2: they looked like they were already but well but you know they're supposedly the rich uh, wh- yeah, whoever I whoever they supposedly are but you know even like all the
1: police officers the your, Yeah, I love your, how the police of the amazing costumes <laughs> <that> <laughs> know, the right. rich guy didn't want to give anyway so, right. so but well okay but that's the story's problem not the costume people no. like I
2: thought the costume design was
1: Great, and no one will ever know. And so no I, one will I, ever mention it. I, I, a very quick question. You know, I know we are running down. If somebody you know, you know, a generic person was like, Hey, I want to go see a scary film this week. You know, and you know, Cabin in the Woods is out, and you know, The Raven is out. I wouldn't recommend either of them because neither <laughs> of them are scary.
2: <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> so perfect. So that would be rough. That's perfect. I don't think this has. Anything going on in it that is scary? But it is, you know, it has its tension to it. Not really, not really anything scary or. That's something more people should ask. Which I think is kind of strange because (sighs) there are like people getting chopped up in this movie, and it's not scary. Right, right. There's there's nothing about those scenes that really invoke fear.
1: Right. This is not to say it's a family friendly disembowelment, for example. No, it's not. Uh, Right. It's just. Right. It's it's strange that it's not scary,
2: but I would not hesitate to recommend yeah. this to people. People should – uh, I, I would have maybe a couple of reservations that I'd want to share with them about what to expect. Right,
1: right. Instead of people saying, hey, I want to go see a real good scary film, they should say, what's a good film that's really tense? Like oh, <laughs> if they knew what they were doing, that's what they would do. Right. I,
2: I think. Yeah. It, I mean, as just a cinema I, – I mean, right. I guess there a like a scary movie thing. Yeah, but I think yeah, the tension is way more interesting and yeah. important, and I agree makes the fear. anyway. Yeah. Okay, I think we're gonna cool. try and actually wrap this up on time. We'll so do that for once. I am thinking like three and a half, four stars, but in probably even a more positive way than that sounds like. Yeah. I thought it was a great time. It's really fun. John Cusack's good, and everyone around
1: him is good. Yeah, I, and you not quite. So I, much. I'm. I echo that sentiment, but I think the detractions were a little bit harder for me, and I'm staying pretty firm. You know, it's not quite three, but it's better than two and a half, so it's got to get two and three quarters. Okay. That's where I'm at. All right.
2: Well, I mean, there you have it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I I still feel like, you know, if you're looking for something to have a fun ride, a fun time. this is a perfectly good idea. Yeah. And we are just about out, so visit us at rescreening.com and check in for the giveaway. Thanks. Thanks.